Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research, conducting interviews, and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 89 of the Restoring Report podcast. I'm super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a show about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today I've got an awesome episode uh, planned out for you guys, as well as myself. For the past several years, I have been talking by myself on a show. It's been very lonely and boring. Uh, in some ways, it's, it, I love, I always love my interview episodes, but today is the first day that we are getting to work with our new co-host, Landon Mock. Super excited to have him here. Uh, welcome aboard, Landon. Thank you. It's great to be yeah. here. Yeah, it's going to be so nice for me to not have to talk by myself uh, today. And we're also reviewing a great piece of content for you guys. This is an article that I recently discovered on dailywire.com entitled An Act of Faith, Why Marriage is Far Better Than the Single Life, which is a perspective that I don't hear from a lot of people um, very much. And this is written by Jordan Peterson, who is kind of making a big splash uh, and continue. He started a while ago and has continued to kind of make some uh, waves in the world today through a lot of the work that he's doing on free speech. But uh, th- I was interested in what he said on marriage here because I hadn't heard him talk about it very much. So I'm intrigued. And as you guys know, whenever I see somebody writing about marriage, I like to uh, review what they're saying and just kind of um, glean all the wisdom that we possibly can for you guys on the subject. So this should be super interesting. And me, I'll, I'll read it. Me and Landon will discuss what we what we think of the claims being made and the advice being given. And hopefully you guys will be able to get some wisdom from that. So let's go ahead and get started. He says, my clinical experience, I would say, and my life experience taught me that you could divide your life in some sense into thirds. One third is that of intimate relationship, we'll say marriage. One third is that of family and one third is that of career. That's a tough break, a rough categorization, but it's not a bad place to start with regard to rule of thumb. Well, why get married? People want a partner. Half of dialogue that you hear between people, especially if they're single, is related to the desire to have a partner. And of course, half of the dialogue you hear from people who are in a relationship is how to deal with the problems in the relationship. But it's a very rare person who doesn't need and want an intimate partner. Uh, first off, for me, love that he's acknowledging that um, because it's something that I don't see a lot of people doing. I, I, I often in the world today see 
uh, people who treat a romantic partnership as merely an option that uh, doesn't affect you, uh, whether you want it or not. They, they basically uh, present it as uh, one of many options and they don't present it as something that you either either A, intended for or B, not intended for. Um, and I personally think that it comes with very serious consequences, um, both good and bad. You know, if you're intended to pursue the goal of marriage by our creator, um, refusing to do so comes with very serious consequences. Whereas if you are, you know, one of the very, 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 very small percentages who are intended to not pursue it, um, you know, pursuing something that you weren't intended for might come with consequences as well. So I love that he started off just saying that that last part that says it all for me there, uh, it's a very rare person who doesn't need and want an intimate partnership. I'm going to try and share this um, screen with you, Landon, so you can see what I'm seeing. And that way it'll make it a little bit easier on yeah, you. But absolutely. based on what I just said, what were your thoughts? So I really like the idea of the thirds. Um, yeah. You know, there yeah. he makes it clear that there isn't a... Um, you know, there isn't something that supersedes another, um, yeah. you know, obviously we all know that to us, there are certain things that we want to put in front of other things, but <clears throat> in, in the, uh, general aspect of it, your life experience, all of that, that you take into thirds, um, for yeah. him, for him, he's saying marriage, family and career. Yeah. So uh, I, I think, think uh, go keep going, keep going. Um, I think that, you know, obviously some of us have something that we would put over another. Um, we may yeah. choose one of those and put it over the other ones that we may not feel like we need to put so much effort into. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the whole priority thing does become a big conversation for people of what do I give more of my time? What's more important to me? What, what do I do with my life even in a sense? And uh, a lot, he, Jordan Peterson deals with a lot of aimless dudes. He deals with a lot of people who don't know where they're going based on what I've seen. And so I love how he breaks it down into such simple things. So he says, uh, your life could be broken into thirds. So people ask him, what should I do with my life? What should I pursue? And he says, well, look at the the big three, the things that kind of you think of uh, in a life. What are the big things that you think of in a life? What do most people, quote unquote, do? Um, and most people have a uh, romantic partnership, or at least they did, you know, 10 years ago. Now it's becoming less common and, you know, less than half of adults stay or are married. But most people have a romantic partnership of some kind. So look at that. Uh, pursue health in that area. What's another thing most people do? Well, um, they, they, they develop a family. They have a family, you know, um, the kids are, are for most people, uh, are, or were a very natural part of life. Uh, you know, and with the invention of the, the birth control pill and suddenly, you know, having children became very optional, but not getting into that. So develop, pursue health in your family. And the last one would be career. Uh, so you have a career. What are you, uh, what's what does health look like in your career? What career do you even want? And how do you become a master of that field? Um, so I just love the simplicity of it, breaking it down one third intimate uh, relationship, uh, one third family, and then one third career. Uh, beautifully simple. Great, great goal. 
Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now, in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material, including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to. And now, without further ado, let's get back to the episode. Uh, Continuing on here, he says, you enter a marriage as an act of faith. You fall in love with someone, which is a grace, a gift of God in some real sense. You see what it would be like to care for someone. You see what it'd be like to have someone care for you and value you. You get a glimpse of that, of that in love. And you have, and then you then have a challenge set before you which is, can you arrange your life with this person that you've fallen in love with so that the state of love permeates the entire relationship and everything you do together all the time? And that would make a marriage a perfect date that repeats endlessly. (laughs) Now, obviously, that's an extraordinarily high goal to hit, a high mountain to climb. But you need something to do, and it might as well be that. That's very good. And he continues on here. In an intimate relationship, when things are going well, as they can go, I think you're hard pressed to find anything better in life. So why not attempt to attempt to achieve that? That goes back to the whole principle of aiming for the moon. And then if you miss, you still have the stars or something that um, I don't remember if that's an old adage or some new saying that young people have, but um, just aiming high, aiming high. And even if you've missed, you still hit high. Love that. Um, Are there any thoughts that you have on that paragraph there, Landon? Yeah. I love that. He talks about um, arranging the, uh, you know, life with this person. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Cause as a young man, you have your own, um, you have your own thirds even before yeah. you get married. Yeah. But now you have to add in your wife or husband's thirds. You have to make sure that yeah. you are helping them put in as much effort as you can help them and to help them be the best that they can be kind of like how we were talking about with the career and how, um, you know, being the best you can be at your field. Um, it's a lot harder to do that without someone there to help you. Um, for sure. You know, if you have a supportive wife or a supportive husband that, that makes it a whole lot better than if you, you know, have to deal with something that, you know, they don't really care, um, about what you're doing. They don't really care about your job um, you know, you, you could end up with a very selfish way of looking at things. And, um, I think that, that, that can definitely start to tear apart that marriage. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who actually don't know yet, uh, Landon is able to bring a different perspective than me to this show. And that's one of the reasons that I'm so excited to start partnering with him on here and uh, having him as a co-host is he's actually married. He's a young believer. He's kind of the exact person I was aiming at when I made this show. He's the exact target audience. He's the exact listener that I pictured in my head um, as I was as I was writing my stuff and trying to craft a healthy young individual. He's exactly everything that I talk about. He's 
been a believer for years. I mean, he's discovered what it's like to grow close in his relationship with the Lord. He's developed himself uh, and his character. He's uh, spent, he became, he invested in, in, in himself as a spouse when he was young so that when he was still young, he had the opportunity to get married. He's done so just this past, um, I believe it was September. What was the date, Lane? Was it yeah, September? August, I August I 27th. To, August 27th. So I went to their wedding, a beautiful wedding, absolutely stunning. Um, and just, it's so encouraging me encouraging to me to see young people um, entering that new season. So he's able to talk to the people that listen to the show who perhaps are young and they're also married. Um, whereas I couldn't do that before because I'm not married yet. So I can speak to the people who are pursuing the goal of marriage and Landon can speak to the people who are already there, which I just think is a just a perfect team uh, combo. So I'm still super excited, but uh, that was just a little bit of a side note. Um, continuing on here, he says, well, why do you need marriage? You need marriage just like you need other social institutions. Marriage is a great burden and responsibility as well as a great opportunity. It's a burden and a responsibility because a, as a married couple, you're going to face together everything that life can throw at you. The difference between a casual affair, let's say, and a marriage is that the casual affair is all milk and honey. It's all pleasure, although it very rarely works out that way, but that's the theory. So that's kind of what you're shooting for in a casual relationship. You're only shooting for the good feelings. You're not shooting for the commitment and the joy and satisfaction that comes from long-term commitment. You're just there as long as there's not something better. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. Um, and he continues on here, but that's, uh, whereas in marriage, you have to contend with the harsh realities and all the dimensions of life. But if you want to take on that voluntarily and you want to share that with someone, if you want to do that properly within the confines of marriage, then you have to, then you, then you have someone to weave together the rope of the narrative of your life. You have someone to bounce yourself off and you have someone to improve yourself in a relationship with and you have someone that you have to take that into consideration like you should take yourself into consideration. And you have someone that you have to take into consideration over the longest possible span of time. That's a good point as well. What, what that means is that you're forced in a real sense to perform the kind of sacrifice of impulsive hedonism that produces true maturity. Um, and I, what stands out to me there is that he says you have someone that you have to take into consideration over the longest possible span of time. Something that's really becoming more and more appealing to me and something that I value more as I get older is things that are actually lasting and things that last over a long span of time, um, as opposed to things that are just so short lived, um, so temporary. Um, those things are great, I guess, you know, they have their place, their purpose, but in the end, what really, really amazes me are the things that last. The people who show up and they do the same thing for 60 years, the level of commitment and um, grit and uh, grit's not really the right word. I'm talking like uh, just contentment, just contentment with where one is for that long. It's just so beautiful to me. So I love the, that, that he pointed that out there over the longest possible span of time um, is what marriage provides you that commit that casual relationships simply don't. So um, any thoughts on that, Landon, or anything else he said in that in that paragraph? Yeah, so um, one of those things that you were talking about, uh, I mean, it, it really comes down to good investment. Um, mm. With casual relationships, you're putting this time, you're putting this effort, um, and whether you like it or not, you're putting an emotional attachment with this person. And, yeah. um, you know, to do that just as a casual fling and not to reap the rewards of that later in life 
that's just a bad investment. I mean, it'd be yeah. like it'd be like going down the road and just giving people money, you know, just yeah. to give people money and never investing in something that's going to give you anything back. Um, you know, yeah. you aren't going to have money for long. Um, right. So it, it's about investing in a relationship that will then pay out in the long run, and it will. Um, yeah. And another thing that he talked about was, um, you know, you're choosing somebody to weave. Um, what, what was the words he said exactly? Um, weave together the rope of the narrative of your life there. Yes, exactly. And someone to bounce yeah. yourself off of, someone to improve yeah. yourself in a relationship with. Um, yeah. One of the things that me and Maddie, we, we both are messy people. Like when it comes <laughs> to our room and stuff like that, we're, we're both pretty messy. So that was something that like my mom would straight up tell me. She was like, I'm worried that you are going to have a messy house. But <laughs> but it's about it's like it's crazy how it works, because it's, once we got married the first week, we probably did have a pretty messy house. <laughs> but it's like after that, we were both like, we need to step this up. We we need to improve yeah. ourselves. And we did that together. And, you know, we keep a, we keep a pretty clean house now. And, you know, That's neither awesome. one of us really like cleaning. I mean, uh, but it's it's something that we've been able to grow together on and yeah. um, something that we've been able, you know, whenever she doesn't feel like cleaning, I'll clean that part of the house, whatever it is. You know, we are able to, like he says, bounce yourself off of this person. Yeah. Yeah. That's also just on a, I, I hadn't even, I haven't talked to you very much since, since the wedding. I have, I have a couple of times, but how are you liking it? How are you liking married life? You've got, you guys, you guys are in your own house now. You've got a stable job, but I think it's KDMC, right? Are you working at, yeah. uh, as a technical? Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. What's that like? Yeah. So, um, I, I got a position at King's daughters, the local hospital. Um, okay. so I'm the maintenance coordinator. Uh, I, I kind of help out making sure everything that needs to get done is getting done. Um, okay. but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a stable salary job. Yeah. Um, it's definitely helped with our finances. I mean, whenever you can oh, take yeah. even the littlest bit of stress from finances out of the picture, it helps a lot. Um, you know, we, we've been able to just kind of relax a little bit. She's able to do more of the things that she wants to do. Um, yeah. the end goal for us and then, when I tell people this, I, I try to make it clear that I don't think this is the um, end all be all for all relationships. I don't think that everybody needs to do this, but one of the things that I want is for her to not have to work. Mm. You know, if she doesn't want to work, I don't yeah. want her to have to. Um, That's so, so good. So um, with this new job, she's been able to take a step back from work. She's not able to go completely off work yet but she's able to take a step back and do some of the things that she really enjoys doing. And yeah. um, whenever you're able to help push your significant other um, to do things that they want to do and they want to get better at, that's such a big boost in confidence and it makes the relationship better. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, you know, something that I've been learning this past summer is getting to the place where you actually have enough passive income, where you where you know how to invest in things that bring you money without you even showing up for a nine to five. I mean, there are jobs like that that you can do. So yeah. as a long-term goal, that's definitely something I'm shooting for. But like you just said, like a couple seconds ago, the stability of a nine to five and the uh, financial um, peace that that can bring you uh, 
uh, especially in the early days of a marriage when let's face it, you don't own a corporation that's bringing in money that, you know, yeah. where you don't have to show up to work. So let's face it, like you've got to have something to uh, provide you that stability. Love that you lovely pointed that out and congratulations for, uh, for that, that landing that job and also pursuing that goal of, um, you know, giving your spouse the option to work, you know, I mean, Absolutely. if they don't want to do it, just being able to say, babe, stay home. <laughs> you yeah, know? Exactly. Stay home. Don't worry about it. Love it. So good. Uh, moving on here. Let's see. He says, how do you treat someone in your moment to moment interactions so that the relationship blossoms into, well, let's say continual love. That's a good thing to aim at. And there's no difference between doing that and treating yourself properly. They're the same thing. That's a very interesting concept to me that I've never heard anybody talk about. Typically, I hear it phrased as in, you know, you're either developing yourself, all the self-development mm -hmm. people, all the self-discovery, um, you know, I, I tend to think of them as more, more self-centered people really, but, and then they, they, they compare that to the people who are all about giving and not putting on their oxygen mask before uh, they help other people and all that stuff and the things you can get into out of balance in there, but he's saying here that they're the same thing. There's no difference. He says, quote, there's no difference between doing what doing. There's no difference between doing what's good for you, treating yourself properly and helping other people. He says that the same thing. That's very good. Yeah. Um, but continuing the, on what, what I would say with that is, um, you know, whenever he's talking about, it's the same thing. It is hard to help do things for others and not improve yourself. What's yeah. not hard is improving yourself and neglecting others. Um, mm. I would say that the more you do for others, the more you would improve yourself. Um, you yeah, know, just being able to be more selfless, being able to, you know, go out of your way. And that's the controversy, I would say, about self-sacrifice. I mean, you're not really sacrificing. Um, it's more about doing things for others you also receive something from that. It, it mm. may not be a physical, you know, tangible reward, but yeah. especially as believers, we know that if we are to bless others, we're going to be rewarded. Um, right. Yeah. So that that's something there that he's talking about. And also it just helps your peace of mind. I mean, if you are, yeah. con if you are constantly helping others and looking out for others, you're going to feel a lot better about yourself. Yeah, for sure. That made you, what you said there actually made me think of a uh, teaching that I reviewed by Bill Johnson on this show a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember how far it was ago, but he basically said, you know, think of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithful, faithfulness, and then try to remove other people from that. And it's basically like what you, all those things are growing in the spirit personally, you know, growing in those things personally. Um, but you, you don't really grow in those things personally until you enter into interaction and relationship with other people. So that goes in right in line with what you're saying of being in a uh, relationship with other pe people, both improves yourself and serves as a service to other people. So I love that. Absolutely on point there. I think the two are very closely linked. So I love that Jordan, P Jordan Peterson said that uh, we're out of time today. So let's just close up with this last paragraph here. He says, marriage is one of those all in games. It's an act of faith. Why is it an act of faith? Well, you don't know if you can get along with this person. You're in love with him. You find them attractive. And I think those are two important preconditions. You're both ignorant and young. You have no idea who you are or who you're going to be. How do you decide that you can be married? The answer is you don't know. You decide. You decide. That's the act of faith. And it's like, I'm going to act this out. Then even more, I'm going to act this out. Come hell or high water. And why? Because 
hell and high water are going to come because you're alive and you're married and you're going to be together for decades. So you're definitely going to go through the worst times of your life with this person, end quote. And I think that's just a, just a, this man, Jordan Peterson, um, you know, he talks to a lot of secular people and what mm -hmm. a beautiful thing to say to people who perhaps have not devoted themselves to something in a sense of even when it's uncomfortable, you know, I mean, my goodness, my goodness, the, the, he's giving them so much power there. You decide it doesn't have to be a, something that, you know, before you enter, you know, you can just decide I'm going to stick with this person. I'm going to put in the work to, be, to develop a healthy marriage, no matter what it takes. If we go through this problem, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get around it. I'm going to fix the problem. I'm going to address it. You get to decide if you want a healthy marriage or not. I love that. Yep. You have the power to decide whether you have a healthy marriage or not. And that's just a powerful way to close the article. If you ask me. Absolutely. And here he says, um, even when it's terrible, it's good. So don't wait around for, for perfection. I did overcome that pretty quickly. We start practicing having dates usually twice a week and usually for three or four hours. That's definitely been a highlight of our mutual existence. So he's talking about having dates regularly, um, you know, with his wife, even after they've been married, beautiful way to close the article. Uh, no. loved, loved a lot of things he talked about in this article. I don't know that I, I've never read this. Now it looks like it's been an excerpt from a new series about marriage, which I have started. Um, and you can watch on, looks like daily wire plus, but I would, so I'd obviously highly recommend that for anybody interested in Jordan, Jordan Peterson's take on marriage, I'll include the link to the article in the show notes. If you're interested in checking it out there and reading what, what he has to say for yourself. Also, if you guys are interested in following, um, there were strong report podcasts on social media. You can do so through Facebook and Instagram, reach out, let me know what you thought of the episode through our show notes. You can send me a personalized voice message, letting me know what you thought. And this was an exciting one. Thank you so much, Landon, for coming on. Just your first podcast as a co-host. Landon is our official co-host of the show now, guys. So look forward to hearing a lot more from him in the future. Um, and thanks so much for being here, Landon. It was an honor. I appreciate you having me.